Welcome to the Flowering She Rose Budcast, a space devoted to the divine feminine rising within each of us. My name is Anahita, and I'm here to bridge plant and human consciousness as we gather in this virtual garden and explore how plants can guide us in our lives as multidimensional human beings. It's my prayer that these personal stories, transmissions, and medicine music may remind you of the sacredness of this magical life and the power that lies in your intuitive nature. We're so glad you're here. Today is August 15th, 2019, and it's Merry Assumption Day. It's a holiday in the Catholic Church, and today's episode is devoted to Mother Mary and sharing my story with her as a guide to me on the plant path. In episode one, I talked to you about how I came onto the plant path with Asia Suler's course, Intuitive Plant Medicine, but that wasn't actually the full story. And so today's episode is also a sort of coming out because I'm going to be speaking about my spiritual family related to Mother Mary, Yeshua, and Ascended Masters as guides. And I'm also sharing my story of synchronicity and guidance for you to find reassurance and to know that we're guided all the way and that we cannot miss our calling, our path as painful as it may be at times, is the one we're on right now. And the beauty comes when you begin to see the meaning in it all and the threads connecting it. And um, my story covers a time span of two years, a point from where today I can see the common themes and share them with you. And I always love it when other people get personal and share the synchronicities of the more than visible realms, guiding them in their lives. And so that's what I'm here to do today. You might be wondering why in today's episode description, I said that we're going to be talking to Anna Matushka. Uh, and that's actually me. Whereas in the other episodes, I introduced myself as Anahita Zara. So Anahita Zara is my chosen name and my spiritual name, but for this episode, I decided that it was important to use my given name and my current legal name because of the meaning that we have in names. And so I think in in another episode, I'm going to share with you the meaning behind the name Anahita. And for now, I want to just describe what Anamatushka means and how this ties into the whole theme of Mother Mary and motherhood. So my given first name, Anna, has a Hebrew origin from the name Hannah, and its meaning is full of grace or beautiful. And it is also the name traditionally assigned to the mother of Mother Mary, so the grandmother of Jesus, of Yeshua. And I remember being a young girl and my grandpa telling me that the meaning of my name was mother of mothers. And after that, I'd never really found that online as a meaning until two years ago, I read the book, Anna, Grandmother of Jesus by Claire Hartsong. And um, it was all about the life of Jesus's grandmother. And it's actually been channeled it's, it's Anna speaking herself, and Claire Hartsong channeled this in 1998, and two years ago, um, they released, they re-released the book. 
And the night I read the first pages was followed by dreams of subtle light frequencies and angels and activations and basically introductions to my soul family. It was a really meaningful book for me. Um, as I'm sure you've all had in your life as well. And uh, my last name, Matushka, isn't, is not the name I was born with. I actually have that name since my daughter was born. And um, one of the reasons why uh, for the rest of the podcast I'm choosing um, another name is because I'm currently in the process of divorce and I personally don't identify with her father's family's last name. I did get married at one point. I don't feel like going back to my maiden name either. It would feel like a step back. But for, for this purpose, nomen est omen, as they say in Latin, like your name is your calling. And um, Matushka actually means little mother. And the full last name here in Germany is Gräfin von Matushka. So Countess of Matushka. So I'm the Countess. I guess my full name would be Mother of Mothers, Countess of Little Mothers. Yeah, and, and today is Maria Himmelfahrt, the Assumption of Mary, a holiday observed by the Catholic and Orthodox churches, which I personally don't have any connection with, but I do have a connection to Mother Mary. And, but for these churches, it's a major feast day, commonly celebrated on August 15th, especially in South America and Southern Europe, where the Madonna is venerated and um, highly celebrated. Yeah, and the Catholic Church teaches that Virgin Mary, having completed the course of her earthly life, was assumed body and soul into heavenly glory on this day. Um, I personally believe that Mariana consciously chose to leave her physical body and to ascend into the light realms when she knew that her time of service on the earthly planes was up, consciously leaving the physical body to go into the light realms and serve as an ascended master is something that she and other initiates of the SNE community had been trained to do and other mystics in the lines of the um, Egyptian teachings also knew how to do. And um, yeah, so just like a, a brief word on communing with ascended masters and guides. Um, there are, are many out there like Buddha and Yeshua and Babaji and Mary Magdalene, which I know many, many women that I personally am connected to on Instagram have a relationship with. And um, these are Quan Yin and um, these are all people that, that or these are all beings that once lived on the earthly plane or, or actually had many incarnations. Um, and who are still devoted to helping the evolution of humanity from division into unity consciousness. And um, two years ago, after I was initiated into my Reiki level two, I had a dream where Mother Mary and Yeshua came to me. In this dream, I was looking at a small circle the size of a smoke detector uh, when a blue flame appeared in the middle and in the middle of this flame, I saw the outline of the Virgin Mary and her child. And in my dream, I'm wondering if I'm imagining things, but then the flame gets larger and larger, turning from blue to yellow. 
The next scene, I'm standing at the edge of a pool without water, and I'm being asked to jump into a circle in the middle. And in my dream, I'm wondering if I've taken some kind of a substance or what it is that will make me survive. And I end up jumping and I land on the granite, become unconscious and everything goes black. And then an orange yellow light approached me and I could tell by the outline that it looked like Jesus, Yeshua. And I'm filled by this same light that's surrounding me now, filled entirely. I begin to levitate and the vibration is so intense that I'm aware that I could choose to panic, but this light reassures me that it is pure love and that I am pure love. And then in one of the next scenes, I see a familiar mountain that's covered in evergreen trees. And from the distance, I can tell that something is being placed on the backside of this mountain. Then the next day upon waking, I realize and remember that on the back of this mountain that is right near our family's vacation home in Austria, there's a place called Maria Kirchental, which means the Valley of the Church of Mary. And uh, at that moment, I had chills going down my spine, and I knew that, you know, at that time it was May 2017, and I knew that it was time for me to visit Austria again, and perhaps even on August 15th, which is a holiday in Austria and in some parts of Germany, on Mary Assumption, go and, and take a pilgrimage up to that church. And that's also the church that you can see on the episode cover today. Um, it's a Roman Catholic pilgrimage church devoted to the Mother Mary, and I love that it's been painted in pink. Um, it's situated in a village called St. Martin in the land of Salzburg in Austria, and it is inside a valley, a valley that's tucked in into a mountain. So it's really nothing more than um, a, a little bit of, of open space surrounded by, by mountains. And to get there from the valley, you have to hike up for about an hour, actually. And um, this church, well, the construction was completed in 1701. Um, and even before then, they had a forest chapel up there. And I was wondering why would people build a church up there? Why would they go the distance, especially back in the day when they didn't have a paved road that went up there? And actually, there were stories of miraculous healing taking place up there. And that's what drew people to pilgrim, uh, to pilgrimages up there and visions, visions of Mother Mary. And, um, uh, ever since, uh, 2017, I've, I've taken several, like, probably a handful of pilgrimages up there. And, um, the first one was on Mary Assumption in 2017 when I was on vacation with my daughter who was nearly two years old at the time. And I pushed her up that hill in a stroller trying to make it on time for mass. I just knew I wanted to be there. When I got there, I saw that the inside of the church was decorated with beautiful floral wreaths. And the priest introduced 
the Mass by by saying that this day was also the day of the blessing of herbs, called Kräuterweihe in German, or Solemn Herb Consecration, which is a Catholic folkloric tradition where herbs are symbolically harvested and made into special bouquets, introducing the season of harvest uh, in general and also harvesting herbs. And these bouquets are then um, blessed and the flowers are hung up in, in the houses for protection against disease and harm. And um, obviously there's a connection between this tradition and the wheel of the year and the Lunasa, um, the Celtic word for the holiday that is on, on August 1st or 2nd, which is known as the day of the first harvest. And so basically the church took the people's folkloric tradition and added a Christian spin to it. There, I also found some interesting legends that this um, tradition ties into. So, for example, there's one legend that says that Mary's corpse, Mother Mary's corpse, did not smell of decay, but actually had a nice scent reminding us of the joy of creation and Mary's beautiful odor. And another legend that says that when the disciples opened her grave and they found not a corpse, just flowers, petals, and herbs. So there is this connection between Mother Mary and the plant realm. So when the priests introduced the Mass by saying that on this so-called High Day of Women, Hoa Frauentag, we celebrate the herbs, the flowers, and the bounty of life, I was moved to tears because it was like a personal confirmation from Mother Mary to pursue my interest in plants, which was still quite fresh at the time. Just that year, I had started sensing the aliveness of the plant beings around me and it was like the plants and flowers had awakened or rather I had awakened to them and the way I walked through the world had changed and um, that introduction was the best thing that the priest had to say throughout the mass um, just also being in the process of reading on a grandmother of Jesus and, and an alternative interpretation of the biblical stories that really resonated with me and that day when I hiked down the mountain I had just been listening to the priest talking about you know suffering and sins and Jesus being here to release us from our sins so that we can go back to heaven and I was just like you know I think that I am here part of my mission on earth is to bring the sacred back into the material realms, as opposed to the church that says that heaven is above. I'm here to teach that heaven is on earth. And so while there is a heaven and a fatherly solar energy, the divine masculine, there is also the mother, the goddess, the fertile dark soil, the divine feminine. The father, the son, and the Holy Ghost is only one half of the equation the mother, Mama Gaia, the daughter, and the deep dark womb from which all life is birthed is the other half. And together, they create sacred union. 
Together, they create heaven on earth, the golden age. More specifically, it later became clear to me that part of my mission was to raise awareness around the sacredness and the holiness that motherhood is, and to bring reverence back to the mundane, which is not rewarded or revered as it ought to be in current society. Motherhood is um, taken for granted in many ways. And um, in the following year, I, I was already on the path of serving mothers Um, I was working for seven months as a postpartum doula, finishing my training, um, but also personally struggling with balancing motherhood and life as a woman and life as a, a professional. And then the next pilgrimage with my nearly three-year-old daughter happened on Mary Assumption 2018. And again, I pushed her up in the stroller <laughs> feeling strong and guided. And when I got to Mass, the priest actually retold the exact same story that he had told last year, a story from the Bible that was not at all about honoring Mother Mary. He was actually talking about how he doesn't think it's that great that these Southern European countries are so focused on Mother Mary instead of being focused on God. Obviously, The Bible was um, written by humans and translated numerous times, reinterpreted, misinterpreted, and um, I was not okay with the version that he spoke about, and I decided that uh, I could just write and share my own version. Uh, and I wrote this actually after the first Mass, and I decided that it's time to share it, really, after the second Mass. And so the story that the priest told was a setting where Jesus and some followers were all gathered around a fountain, and, and a person um, in the Mass is exclaimed, holy must be the woman who birthed you and carried you on her chest and nursed you. And according to the priest or the Bible, Jesus responded something to the nature of, holy is not my mother, but anyone who listens to God's calling and responds. And he was really pointing more towards um, how courageous it was of Mother Mary to accept this calling to birth him as a virgin, as the story goes. I thought, no way did he say that. I think that Yeshua spoke. Yes, holy she is indeed, but not because she gave birth to me and fed me from her breast. Holy are all mothers that grow a child inside of their wombs, that give birth to it, carry it on their chest and in their hearts, nourish it with their milk of love. And holy are all those who hear the voice of the divine within them and follow it. Holy are all those who let divine inspiration go to seed in their hearts and in their energetic wombs, be they male or female, and let them turn into fruits of labor and love in the material realm. And yeah, as you might imagine, on this day of the pilgrimage, there was also a plant spirit by my side, and that was Angelica Silvestris, Forest Angelica. 
you can also on the on the cover to today's episode see a bit of Angelica. I was looking for her earlier. She was in bloom here where I live in Germany. I had tried to make an essence with her. It didn't feel right. But I had gained many insights kind of from having her next to my bedside. For example, the night that I that I put the plant next to my bed, I dreamt that I was performing a healing session and calling on a plant spirit and the message was very clear that I was to be doing plant spirit healing and that that's what I was supposed to be calling it. And even in my dream, I was like, really? Can I just do that? I don't have a training. And everything that I had learned about Angelica thus far was really resonant. And I decided that it would be the perfect day to make a flower essence of Angelica. She's known as the mama bear of the spirit realm. There's a beautiful blog article by Amber Magnolia Hill who hosts the Medicine Stories podcast that I'll link to in the show notes about her experience with Angelica as a very motherly plant spirit. Um, and I, I thought it's perfect. This is the day of Mother Mary, of Mary Assumption, August 15th, and I'm harvesting Angelica next to this beautiful pink church. And I'm using the waters that flow through the fountain up here in this valley of Mother Mary. This is going to be so powerful. Well, it, it turned out a little bit different, and I'm going to share with you a bit from my journal from that day. I laid down my pearl, a gift from my teachers at the postpartum doula training, onto a bed of spider web with dew right near the angelica plants. I am ready for my next calling. In the process of harvesting perfect angelica, I watched the bee dance and the plant nourish while being stung by nettles, and right before that I squished the tiniest of ticks crawling on my hand. Boundaries, it said. Boundaries. It seemed significant to this medicine that my daughter Emma joined in the process and that I had to leave her a few feet behind for the actual harvest. She tried to leave, walking down the steep hill on her own while I tried to capture the bee on camera. Angelica was surrounded by a haze, by raspberries and butterfly plants. I balanced on rocks, avoiding deep holes while approaching her. When Emma fell asleep on our hike down the hill, I rested on a bench, Angelica wrapped in moist paper towels sleeping on my chest, tucked into my pocket. When I closed my eyes, I saw her majesty, as I call Angelica, the royal one, from various angles and glitter. She died before I could arrange a bath for her in the blessed waters of Maria Kirchenthal, but she transferred her life force to me. You are the essence, my friend Erica said, and that seems to have been the reoccurring theme thus far. Flower essences are not my medicine. I am the medicine. I am the channel. And if that solo trip that summer with my daughter to Austria taught me anything, though, it was that it's time to come out of the cave and talk about the hardships of motherhood. Being there alone with her, first she got sick, and then I got sick after a couple of days. There was nobody there to help. My body and soul were flaring up, and I found myself screaming, yelling, my nerves on edge. 
And that's when I decided that it was time to talk about regretting motherhood in an uplifting way, lifting the veil, breaking the ice to let the love of acceptance in for myself and others. Because I think that the only way that that can happen is if we allow ourselves to feel the pain and to talk about it. And because what is worse than regretting motherhood itself is the fact that there are mothers out there who feel too ashamed to speak about it because it is a taboo taboo topic. And since that day, it has become clear to me that I am here as a vessel for the plants that are connected to Mother Mary, who carry, I'd say, like the same vibration here to help us nourish our softness and our strength and our love. And many of these plants can be found in Christian art and symbology, and and I'm personally still in the process of learning about them. But more so, I'm here to teach about the various mother archetypes, that motherhood is not all unconditional love. There's many layers to it. There are more mother archetypes out there, such as Kali. Kali with her boundless love, but also her rage and her her clear-cut boundaries, and also to to learn and teach about the plants connected to these archetypes. Um, And um, locally, I'm just now setting up a practice that's directed towards mothers who are struggling with a mother role, perhaps even regretting, and I'll be offering um, intuitive guidance and Reiki sessions here in Wiesbaden, Germany, and leading others through the terrain, the landscape of, of difficult emotions that I went through myself. A few words I still have to share about Angelica, because I, I know she's the plant spirit that wanted to be here for today's episode. And uh, today's teachings, I think, aren't actually as much about motherhood as they are about hearing your calling and anchoring it into the earthly realms. I I found a few interesting facts. For example, that Angelica has a deep root system that supports its heavy stem, and its stem is hollow. And that that's why it usually is associated, hence the name, with the angelic realms. It can grow up to six and a half feet in height, and that's why it needs this deep root system. And then up on top, it has a canopy of greenish-white flowers. And um, so what I read was this. You would not have been given an earthly body if you were not meant to anchor that which is perfect, infinite, and eternal in material form. Each incarnation in the human realm is a privilege. And I would add it's a privilege And it's all about coming into service in the right way and coming into a service in the way that doesn't drain us, be it as mothers or in all of our other roles. And that is why I think that when I was harvesting Angelica and being in touch with ticks and nettles and hearing the words boundaries, that's just one part of the lessons that Angelica is here to teach. That if you are going to serve 
bountifully the way that Angelica does, attracting so many pollinators. You gotta have your boundaries right. And you gotta know that you're not sourcing from your own little fountain, but you're sourcing from something larger than yourself. That is where you're giving from, no matter what you're doing. So I will leave you with a little poem and message from Angelica. Followed then by today's medicine song, a song by Mackenzie Madrone from her first EP. And she sings, Where we go, we're guided all the way. Which is so fitting, isn't it? The song is called Cycles and Rhythm. And Mackenzie is a song gatherer and seeker for the sound expressions made by the many muses of the world. She believes in the reclaiming of our voice, our instrument to directly connect us to spirit. Through awakening the voice, we are reminded of our love for life. Sing along and enjoy is her invitation to all of us. And thank you so much, Mackenzie. I am a big fan of hers. I think her music is absolutely beautiful, divine, and sweet. So do go check out her music, um, which I'll link to in the show notes. Angelica invites us to become sovereign queens, bridging heaven and earth in service. Let us become like her, strengthening our physical body to become a vessel between earth and heaven. Her stock speaks of permanence, strength, and power, but however solid it may appear, it is hollow. Her flowers nourish many. Bugs, bees, wasps, flies all gather soldier beetles at her side in the wetland. For to lead and reign, you must first learn how to serve. And hence, the over-motherly-like quality, like the queen that says to the land and the people, Here, let me nourish you all, and blessed be.
Waiting on 